Hallelujah. Well, turn in your Bible. Let's see where let's start. Gosh, let's just go to Ephesians and 2 Corinthians. Ephesians and 2 Corinthians. I'm going to show you a couple of other verses, but, you know, uh, today I'm excited about what all we're doing. I want to talk to you today about blessed to be a what? Everybody say we're blessed to be a blessing. Now, I want to hear some did you knows. How many of you appreciate interesting facts? And sometimes they're just curious. Did you know that if you as an American make $49,802 per year, which is the average income in the United States, you earn more money than 99% of the world's population? If you make a little less than 50000 a year, you're in the one percentile of people in the world. If you earn 23, about half, 23,000 a year, a little over 23,000 a year, which is the U.S. poverty level for a family of four, you are in the top 19% of the world's richest people. Everybody goes, Shazam. I got to say that again because some of you folks, because you need a bigger picture perspective, you go, I only make. You know, so much. I'm just, not, I'm just barely getting by. Well, according to the rest of the world, you are wealthy. Because catch this. Did you know more than one half of the world's population lives below the internationally defined poverty line of less than $2 a day? Everybody go Shazam again. More than one half of the world's population lives below the internationally defined poverty line of less than $2 a day. Everybody say, we are blessed. Look at your neighbor and, and tell them, you are blessed. We, we live on the most blessed continent on planet Earth. Hello, anybody home? Some of you are still going, is that guy preaching in a t-shirt this morning? I'm trying to engage you this morning. Did you know you live on the most blessed continent on planet Earth? We're blessed. Some of you still don't believe me. I guess I got to give you $100 before you believe you're blessed. Come on now. You're blessed. Everybody say, I'm blessed. Look at five people say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Am I coming in? Am I going out? I'm blessed. You know, the Bible teaches that we need to be content with such things as we have. Not complacent, but content. And embrace what we have. Did you know until you embrace what you have, you'll never get more? Right? Until you're faithful with what God has given you. And now today, I want to talk to you about the real purpose of that blessing in our life. And when I speak about blessing, as you know, for the past eight, nine weeks, I'm not talking about just monies. But I know monies are a way that we can help be a blessing to others. And as I've already said, thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithful financial investment and all the endeavors that we have done through a miracle of God and just persistence of people. We built a $28,000 church building that hopefully you'll see a picture of next Sunday. Uh, we, we drilled three or four 
water wells in Africa over the last number of years. One's about to begin. We've drilled over 250 water wells in Mexico. We've given to missions. We've done things. I, I just can't go back and remember all the things we've done and helped do. We helped uh, uh, our friends in Haiti overcome the, uh, the, some of the big issues of the, of the earthquake that devastated them. And oh, by the way, Jay and Linda Threadgill last week dedicated their new, I guess, 3,000 seat church facility there in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, right on the place where the, uh, almost the epicenter of that earthquake and just God is faithful. Everyone say God is faithful. And you've been a part of being able to be a blessing. And so today I want you to know how much I appreciate that. And I want to just reaffirm the purpose of God in our life, that God has blessed us to be a blessing. Uh, and you know, have you ever seen this, the TV show Hoarders? I'm not a hoarder. Uh, and I, sh- I ever say we shouldn't be hoarders. Anybody got just a little bit of hoarder in you anywhere? You got a little hoarder here, a few hoarders there. You know, if you hoard weird things, that's okay. But you can't hoard your money, okay? It's good to be wise and save. But listen, uh, you can't take it to heaven with you. You can't hoard the blessings of God. They are God blesses us, as, as Cade mentioned just a few moments ago, so we can be a greater blessing. So I want to talk to you about that today and, and kind of just take you a little, give you a bigger picture understanding and, and just realize we're blessed to be a blessing. In fact, uh, the beginning of humanity, and oh man, you know, I thought I could get done quick today, but I'm just kind of just feeling frisky this morning. Uh, fast track today was awesome. Uh, it was just marvelous. Where's all the fast trackers? Lift up your hands. I'm a fast tracker. Wow, look at all of you. Man, we're just learning so much and learning about Abraham and our forefathers. And, and the beginning, did you know we're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise? I said, did you know where Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise? Well, God spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, the first three verses, and says, I will bless you. Everybody say amen. You see, we're beneficiaries of the blessing of God because we're children of Abraham through faith in Christ Jesus. But he said, I will bless you and I will make your name great. And, and that kind of sounds, uh, you know, uh, like America. Uh, we're, we've we've t- taken a hit or two, but this is really about us. I will bless you and I will make your name great and catch this and you will be a blessing. That's the, that's the purpose of God for all of our lives. We're not here to be blessed. Everybody say, I'm not here to be blessed. Well, I thought you've been talking about being blessed. Yeah, he blesses us, but the reason for the blessing is so we can be a blessing. And so I'm just here to tell you that God wants to use you to be a blessing. In fact, the backbone, uh, listen, the backbone of being a blessing is this. Here it is. Here's the backbone. Here's the, the, the real uh, core issue about being a blessing. I'm built to bless God. Tell somebody, I'm built to bless God. To be a blessing. God created you. Not because he just, he just thought he'd just create something wonderful. And you were all wonderful. Everybody say, I'm wonderful. In fact, I used to say this. I told Sissy Spacek this one time. Uh, anybody know Sissy Spacek, coal miner's daughter? I told her this one time. I said, hey, guess what? I'm me and I'm wonderful. Because God don't make no junk. It's bad English, but it's good preaching. 
And I am wonderful, but I'm built not just to, for, for all my splendor. I'm built, you're built to bless God. That's why God created you, to be a blessing. And, and you know, we've kind of got it all mixed up. We, th- we, we, we thought it was all about just being blessed. And there's a blessing theology. And I've been preaching to you about being blessed, but I'm not talking about just monies and things. Uh, hey, but uh, hey, I would love you for y'all to be financially prosperous, all those wonderful things. But you need to embrace the purpose of your being. And your purpose of your being on planet Earth is to be a blessing. We've got to embrace that. Most people, all they think about is being blessed. And let me tell you something, according to the word of God, you'll never really embrace the totality of the blessings of God until you realize the purpose of the blessings of God, and that is to be a blessing. Everybody say, we're blessed to bless. And so embrace that today. As we looked in Ephesians, and at, you know, Ephesians 1, 3, uh, we looked at it for a number of weeks. It says this, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. So we see Paul, we see Paul embracing that. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So blessed be God. You see, the reason for the blessing is to bless. Amen. How many of you are catching it? In fact, if you look in Ephesians uh, 1 verse 11 through 14, and I wish I had time to go back, now all these blessings that we've embraced, we've been adopted, we've been redeemed, uh, you know, all the blessings we've been talking about, and there's two times in these last few verses of the first chapter of Ephesians, he gives the reason for all those blessings, to the praise of his glory. Everybody say, to the praise of his glory. It's all for his glory. Everything that God's ever done in your life, everything that he's ever going to do in your behalf, it's not just because he loves you. It's so you can turn around and love him back. He wants a relationship with us. He releases his blessing so we don't just walk away. In fact, if you remember when uh, I think it was uh, the people who had leprosy, 10 or 12 got healed and only one came back and gave thanks. Listen, everything that God has done for you is so you can give it back to him and be a blessing to him. Amen. So you got to embrace that today. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, turn over there. Let me show you this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, just for a moment, as we, as we embrace this truth, I want to show you uh, just once again, verse, oh gosh, there's a lot here. Uh, let me just jump in at verse 8 and 9. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you may always, now, that you always, everyone say always. That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Now, you want me to read, you want me to, you want me, you want me, is that a word, you want me? You want me to read? I need my speak pathologist. Would you like me to read between the lines there for you a moment? You want me to do that? Everybody say, I I won't, you know, that don't work. Let me read between the lines. You're going to have all sufficiency, so you'll have enough to be a blessing. Did you catch that? Now, look down in verse 10. And, and, and now may he who supplies seed to the sower. Who does he give seed to? The sower, people who give. 
and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Now, and you can look at this later, but verse 11, I love it in the New American Standard. It says this, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Now there's, there it is for his glory. Catch this. You will be enriched in every way so you can be generous in every way. And through us, it will produce thanksgiving or glory and honor and blessing to God. Everybody say it one more time. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Amen. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And I'm, 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 let me just tell you as your pastor, I'm breaking out of some stingy areas in my life. I'm breaking out of some things. Beverly knows it's a test. I'm not, I'm not just going to, I'm not tooting my horn, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. I want to get you excited. I, every once in a while when I'm just by myself and nobody's around me and I'm only responsible for my meal at the restaurant. You know, I went, I went to IHOP and got the senior breakfast. Paid $5.95. I was feeling mighty fine. And I looked around, I saw, I saw a couple there, and I, I'm just thinking, okay, I, I probably need to buy somebody's breakfast. And I looked over this couple, they started blessing theirs. So, oh, I said, I'm going to buy their breakfast. And here in a minute, another couple came and sat down real close to me. And I could tell they're, they're pinching pennies. I could tell they're whispering at one another. They're trying to figure out if they have enough for the Grand Slam or whatever. And I could tell they're, I said, oh, glory, I'm going to buy their breakfast. And so when I got up to leave, I got my little waitress lady, and I got up there, I said, you know, incognito, I'm, I'm going to buy them right now. So she figured it all up. And, and then the Lord spoke to me and said, well, what are you going to do for her? I realized, ooh, I can't be a stingy tipper. And so I wrote a big old tip. And, and I just feel so good. Not for them, because I'm breaking out. Somebody say, you're breaking out. You got to break out of this stuff. Now. You got to say, well, well, what about, hey, you can't outgive God. I just would have loved to stuck around because I was on my motorcycle and I looked kind of scroungy. I would have loved to stuck around and, and heard say, you know that scroungy dude on the motorcycle? He bought your breakfast. I would love, but I didn't. I, you you got to leave. You can't, you can't, it's not for your glory. You understand? And so, so, so I'm breaking out and I'm, I'm learning some things and I want you to learn because we're blessed to be a blessing. And I have to tell you, I didn't really have it in my budget to be that blessing. But you know what I got? That, that same day, that same week, I, uh, gosh, just a day or two, I had another call. You know, we have a little part-time business renting out our lake property. And I had a, some people call, boom, all of a sudden, you know, wow, whoo, man, that's like free money, glory to God. Hallelujah. So God is faithful and he, we're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. And so I want to give you four thoughts today. I want to give you four focal points about the blessing of God. Just blessing God. Uh, and, and, and that's where it really begins. That's the backbone. We're built to bless God. Everybody say it again. I'm built to bless God. And here we go. The first one is, I want you to embrace this. We are, we are built to bless God wholeheartedly. Everyone say wholeheartedly. Not part-time. 
Not in a mediocre sort of way, not in a duplicity kind of mindset where our hearts are divided, but wholeheartedly. And one of the first psalms I learned as a young Christian, because we sang it in church, seemed like every Sunday morning, it never lost its uh, uh, thrill for me. Psalm 103, verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He's talking about wholeheartedly. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, David said, and all that is within me. From every angle, from all that you have given me and from all that I am, I bless you. I bless you with my mind. I bless you with my words. I bless you in my spirit and in truth. I bless you with my body, with my actions, with my life, with everything I am, with everything I am. I'm a blessing you. I'm going to bless you wholeheartedly. Amen. And we are to live to do that. And if we're, if we're built to bless God, we've got to bless Him wholeheartedly. David said this in Psalm 111, verse 1. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. And I want to challenge you today to just, just check it out a little bit in your heart. In fact, if you went to James chapter 3, it's about the tongue. You remember that? About the tongue? And the message is about the tongue. But here's a message about being wholehearted. He said, with our tongue we bless God and curse man. These things ought not to be. In other words, uh, our heart cannot be divided in how our heart uh, responds and reacts to the circumstances of life. God is looking for a people who will bless him wholeheartedly regardless of the the circumstances of life. Amen. Everyone say wholeheartedly. Number two, we live to bless God, not only wholeheartedly, but continuously. Now this will change your life if you'll embrace this. If you'll begin to embrace the reality that God is looking at our lives in the good times and the bad times. In fact, Psalm 34 verse one says, I will bless the Lord at what? Somebody say at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall what? Continuously be in my mouth. What's been coming out of your mouth? Look at your neighbor and give them a little cockeyed look. So what's been coming out of your mouth? You ever tell your kids, you better watch what's coming out of your mouth. You can't talk to your mom and daddy like that. Am I the only one? You ever look at your kids and look at them cockeyed and say, what did you say? Did I, I, didn't, I didn't hear what I just thought I heard, did I? What's been coming out of your mouth? Well, hey, we're built to bless God. And we're built to bless Him wholeheartedly and continuously. His praise shall continuous, continuously be in my mouth. And I'm telling you, I'm not perfect at this. But I've been learning for the past 30-something years. And I can tell you, especially in the, in the trauma moments of life. Could I tell you when things are going wrong? And I, hey, I know maybe you don't think, oh, Pastor Sam's have ever had a problem. I've been through traumas and troubles. My father... My father was tragically killed in a plane crash on the first real month of my full-time ministry career. He, I don't even know if he ever heard me preach. And he was just out enjoying life. And in a moment, boom, he was in heaven. And it traumatized my life. And when I heard that, I ran to my bedroom while my wife was in the hospital, dehydrated from, from Larbeth. I couldn't remember which one. Beverly's not very big, but she was about 89 pounds, shriveling up, and in the hospital getting IVs, and I found out my daddy died. 
And I dashed to my bedroom and I fell on my floor and I began to worship and praise and magnify the name of the Lord. I realized, hey, listen, uh, this, this thing's got to, if it doesn't work for me now, it's not going to work for me ever. And I began to worship and praise and magnify the name of the Lord and thank God for my father and his influence in my life and that God's bigger than all these circumstances and God's strength began to come upon me. I'm telling you, we're built to bless God. We worship him wholeheartedly. We bless him continuously in our life and we've got to embrace that psalm 145 says every day i will bless you i will praise your name forever i know dr jenna's in the house she's helped me with a few things uh i know she understands a little bit about the 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 body how many of you appreciate the fact that your heart beats 24 7 How many of you know, when it stops beating, things begin to change for you in a hurry? Am I right? And one day, that will happen. Either Jesus will come get us, or our heart will stop beating. Now, it beats 24-7. It is a picture of our life and our heart towards God. Because here's how it works. God is so cool. Do you know what your heart does? It receives much needed blessing called blood. (laughs) But what does it do? Pushes it right out. Blood in, blood out. 24-7. You catching it? Blessing in, blessing out. Blessing in, blessing out. As long as we live on planet earth. And then on into eternity. Blessing in, blessing out. I live to continually bless God. And if my heart ever stops, my body will stop being blessed. And I will go into heaven, of course, and be spiritually blessed. But our life, everybody say blessing in, blessing out. Blessing in, blessing out. And if you get stingy, your arteries start to clog up. And your heart goes, blessing in, blessing out. <laughs> and then we need to pray for you and give you a pill. I don't know if you can clear up them clogged arteries, but you can thin down that blood. How many of you don't want to be stingy and restrictive for the blessing of God in your life? So, how do we bless God? We're built to, everybody say, I'm built to bless God. I bless Him wholeheartedly, and I bless Him continuously. In fact, Hebrews 13, 15 says this, Therefore by Him, big H, speaking of Christ, Therefore by Him, let us continually, there it is, offer up the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving praise to God, giving praise to Him. Listen, folks, we need to turn the tide on what we're doing with our life. Our life needs to be lived. Our words need to come out of our heart that is wholeheartedly committed. Our lives need to just be a a big explosion and a blessing to God all the days of our life. Amen? We're built to bless God. We bless Him wholeheartedly and we bless Him continuously. And number three, I'm going to challenge some of you with this. 
we are to bless God verbally. Absolutely. Some people just do it this way. Well, pastor, I just praise him and bless him in my heart. I'm not very vocal with my Christianity. Well, listen. You need to be healed. Because when you embrace the fact that you've been blessed, it will come out by a natural reaction of your mouth. Amen. I won a $100 gift card here a while back. Because our finance secretary said, Pastor Sam, you need to enter this contest because if you catch a fish on Lake Fork that, that's tagged, you'll win a million dollars. I said, I better do that. So I signed up. I didn't win the million. I didn't catch the fish win a million dollars. But I got an email about a month later that said, you've won a $100 gift card to Cabela's. I didn't sit on that a second. I started telling the whole world. I... I called Tina. I said, Tina, you remember that? She says, I want a $100 gift card. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woohoo! And you know what I did? I bought, I bought clothes for Africa. <laughs> I got a new shirt for every day of the week. Woohoo! Glory to God. Man, when you're blessed, it's going to come out of your mouth. In fact, oh gosh, the scripture, you know, what I said, Psalm 34, 1. Oh, yes, his praise shall continually be in my what? Mouth. It just come out of your mouth. Now, let me give you three places where you need to you need to speak up. You ready? Three places you need to speak up. Number one, in the secret place. Psalm twenty-seven. The Bible. David said, "In the secret place of his tabernacle, he will hide me." And if we had time, we'd go to that verse and and look at it. And it says, "And I will offer unto him the sacrifices of joy." You need to get in your secret place with God. We all have a place where we go. Jesus had a secret place where he praised the Lord. And so we've, and where he spent time with God. We need to, we need to steal away to the secret place and begin to spend time with the master and begin to worship him and praise him and build a real relationship with him and, and get off this kind of stodgy, sticky, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, snub nosed religion that kind of is too proud or arrogant to just tell God how much you love him. Amen. Get in the secret place and unload with him and worship him and, and bless his name. So we need to speak up in the secret place and praise him vocally and bless him vocally. Number two, we need to do it in the sanctuary. Psalm 134, verse 1 through 3. He said, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Listen, this is called corporate worship. And God has de designed and divined a way where we come together. It's not just, you know, for the, some people, well, I don't, I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't sing. I, 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 you know, I'm just saying, hey, listen, you need to say, he said, well, I can't sing very well. You know what? There's a cool thing. By the time it gets to heaven, it gets in tune. Now, if you're real bad, we might stick you back in the back. So I don't know. I'm joking. But listen, when you, I don't sing really well, but when I get around a bunch of other folks, the anointing of the choir comes on me. And I just want to, listen, we need to sing in the sanctuary. 
We need to worship him together. Open up our mouths. And I'll never forget my daddy. My daddy's in heaven. I told you that. But uh, he, he came to church some. And, and I, I, as a kid, I remember singing the hymns. And I lo- he was kind of a bass singer. I just have this memory. I just pop it off because I'm feeling a little frisky today. And we're singing the old bass song. I am resolved no longer to linger, charmed by the world's delight. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have allured my sight. And then the chorus, I will hasten to him, hasten so glad and... Oh, and there's the bass part that when I heard my dad do this. I will hasten to him, hasten so glad and hasten glad and free. I heard that and I just... My dad is singing in the sanctuary. Hasten, glad, and free, Jesus, greater, higher, Lord, I come to Thee. Amen. You know the greatest instrument in the sanctuary? Destin, what's the greatest instrument in the sanctuary? I can't hear you. Give the boy a brownie star. If he had said guitar, we'd have had a counseling session. The greatest instrument in the sanctuary is our voice. We need to speak up in the secret place. We need to speak up in the sanctuary. And number three, we need to speak up in our society and the world around us. The first thing that the, the, the new church did when they got filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2, they went out into the marketplace. And the Bible says the people began to hear them sing and speak and praise in their own language the wonderful works of God. They got out into the middle of their world and they let praise loose in the atmosphere. Listen, it's not just people who go, what's wrong with you? Listen, praise has a power, powerful, profound impact on the spirit realm. And when you began to give God glory in the secret place, give God glory in the sanctuary. Give God glory in the society around you. Just live your life. I'm built to bless God. I'm going to bless him in the quiet. I'm going to bless him in church. Woo! Glory to God. I'm going to bless him at work. Bless God. Look out, devil. Revival broke out. Some of you think, well, why do we need to sing in church? Well, the Pentecost, they started praising him in the marketplace, and that got the anointing of God on Peter, and he got up and started preaching, and 3,000 plus people got born again. Amen. We live to bless God. We're born to bless him. Wholeheartedly, continually, and verbally, in the secret place, in the sanctuary in our society. And number four, we're to bless God sacrificially. Everybody say sacrificially. What did Hebrews 13, 15 say? Therefore, by Him, let us continually offer up to God the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips, giving praise to His name. Now, This is a big thought, but think about it two ways. A sacrifice in the Old Testament, and again, all these points make me want to preach a whole message. The sacrifices that the children of Israel were required to give, they were offerings. 
that were on some level pleasing to God and required for his favor to be made manifest in their life. And so from one angle, when we, when we bless God sacrificially, we realize we do this because he deserves it. And we're going to offer these sacrifices. But on the other side, how many of you know sometimes in life, it just seems like a sacrifice for us. When maybe God hasn't manifested himself in your life the way you think he should. Or when maybe he hasn't answered your prayer in the timing you think he should. Maybe when the seems like heavens are brass, God has forgotten you. Would seem like a sacrifice for us to do that. From the standpoint of a husband and wife, if one husband or one of the parties, the husband or the wife, were very unvocal and very unreceptive and very uncaring toward the other one, it would seem to be a big sacrifice even when you weren't receiving to say, hey, I love you. When you're not getting it back and you just keep on giving it, it seems like a what? A sacrifice. But this is where progress is really made. When you and I realize God is looking to us regardless of what we're going through. Regardless of where, hey, Psalm 34, 1, I'll bless him at all times. In the good times and in the bad times, in the question marks of life, when things are troublesome in my life, when things are going to uh, seem to be spiraling out of control, I'm going to bless him at all times. I'm going to offer up a sacrifice of praise. I love what Habakkuk says in the last few verses of Habakkuk. If you've never read these, you need to get there and begin to read them. Listen, it says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flocks be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the Stalls. He said this, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I'm offering up a sacrifice of praise. When everything's going wrong, I'm blessing you. When things are falling apart right and left, when it seems like the devil is running ramp, rampant over my life, I'm getting in the sanctuary. I'm getting in the secret place. And I'll even get out in the whole middle of the whole world. And I'm going to give you glory, Lord. I will not be diverted away from who you are. And you are King of kings and Lord of lords in my life. I'm built to bless God. This is who I am. Amen. Now you can tweet thou this. I love saying that. You can tweet. No, let's make it more King James. You can tweeteth thou thiseth. Most bless him after the breakthrough. Far fewer before the breakthrough. 
you see, we're finite in our thinking. We think we're supposed to bless people for what they do. That seems normal. Thanksgiving. Do, have you ever just seen a stranger in the road? Somewhere, or in the... Have you ever done this with a stranger? Somebody may be walking in the mall. You just look at them and say, thank you. Thank you so much. Wouldn't that be bizarre? In fact, we ought to all try that. Just see how weird they look at you. Thank you, thank you. They're going, what? Because there's nothing to be thanked for. It's a little odd. But when you get to God, that's where faith comes in. We're, 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 we're programmed when somebody buys our meal. At least you should be. We raise our kids right, right? Thank you so much. You didn't need to do that. But I appreciate it. And we thank them and we bless them for how they blessed us, right? That's good and proper. But the sacrifice many times has to come before the breakthrough is ever manifest. It's called faith. You see, praise is the language of faith. In fact, there's so many verses. In fact, Psalm, I think it's two, where David said, How they are increased that trouble me. And many are they that rise up against me. And many are they that say of my soul, There's no help for you in God. But then he turns the tide on that. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory in the one who lifts my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy Heal. I lay me down and I slept for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves round about. Only with my eyes will I look and see the reward of the wicked. And then he says, for you have, not will, you have smitten all my enemies on the cheekbone. I'm blessed. Salvation is of the Lord. It's the sacrifice of praise and worship. Everybody whisper to God, thank you, Jesus, that I'm built to bless. Let's stand up together. It's right up noon. Give me just a couple of minutes. Give me a couple. Let's embrace how God created us today. We're built to bless Him. Let's just begin to do that. How do we bless Him? We bless Him wholeheartedly. We bless Him continuously. We bless Him vocally. We're in the sanctuary. Let's do that. We bless Him sacrificially. Some of you today, this is a sacrifice. In fact, could I say today, some of you came today just to put God to the test. I'm coming today, but I really don't think He cares about me. You're just kind of forcing him into a, to do something in your life. You know what? He's, you can't force him, but you can bless him. And he will be more than happy to release his blessing in your life. Father, the scripture said, and we're just going to obey your scripture just today. There are many. But you said, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Father, that's what I'm going to do today. 
I'm going to bless you in the sanctuary. I lift up my hands as a sign of surrender, as a sign of worship, a sign of compassion and love toward you. And I bless you with my mouth, with my voice. With my mouth, I'll make known your faithfulness in all generations. And Lord, I give you my heart. Let it not be a divided heart. Let me not love other loves. Let me not worship other gods. But let my heart be wholehearted toward you, Lord. And let our hearts be filled with you. And Lord, forgive us if we're divided in our hearts. We've gone for other lovers and we've leaned towards the left and walked in the flesh and not in the spirit, Lord. We just come and we just say we're built to bless you and we thank you and we bless you. Let our hearts be overwhelmed. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless your holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all your benefits forgives all my iniquities and who heals all my diseases. Let your praise continually be in my mouth, in the sanctuary, in the secret place, in the society that we live in. And Lord, even if I don't feel like it, let me offer continually the sacrifice of praise to God. It is the fruit of my lips giving praise to your name. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you, Lord. I lift up my voice to you today. I bless you, Lord Jesus. I worship I glorify your name today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I glorify your name. I glorify your name. I glorify your Praise Him would be a hard thing. Would be a real sacrifice. Let me tell you something. If you've been through a trauma, you don't have to praise Him for it. You can praise Him through it. In fact, until you learn to praise Him through it, you'll never get through it. 
And if there's someone here today and I got a feeling and I just got to follow the Holy Ghost, could I just follow the Spirit just a minute? I won't be here for two weeks. Come on, give me a break. I'll be in Africa. If there's somebody here today and you're going through something, it's a hard place. You need an undergirding in your spirit to embrace the fact that you've been built to bless God. You've been pushed down, beat up. However, if that's you today, and you can say, today I'm breaking out of that. Starting right here, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to praise my way through it. There's someone here that you, you realize, if I don't begin to praise my way through it, I may never get through it. If that's you today, wherever you are, lift your hand. Wherever you are, I see the hands. I see the hands. Come on down, quickly, quickly. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. That's what we do at church. Come on. Come on. Come on down. Jump in the middle right here. And as they come, I want some of our prayer team to gather around them. Come on. If you lifted your hand, you get up close right here. Huddle up. Huddle up. Get in here. Hurry. Listen. Listen to me. Look at for, for those look here. Listen to me. Look, look at look at me. I just gave you a secret weapon. To get you through this trauma moment in your life. You can bank on it. You can trust it. You can believe it. Or you can just ditch it when you walk out of here. But you have a responsibility now to listen. My whole heart. I'm not giving my heart over to the other things. My heart is wholeheartedly toward Him. My, I'm built to bless Him. I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to become a blesser of God. I'm going to, I'm going to quit worrying why God hadn't blessed me and I'm just going to bless him and I'm going to bless him continually I'm going to bless him sacrificially I'm going to bless him wholeheartedly it's going to come out of my mouth I'm not going to complain and whine and, 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 and moan and groan and curse God or whatever I'm doing today it's turning around in my life I'm telling you I have given you a secret to get you through this moment and Father, today we pray for these that, Lord, the word of the Lord would come upon them mightily and the transformation, God, you would put, as you said in your word, you'd put praise in their mouth, even praise to God, that, Lord God, the, the words of their mouth would begin voice, would be the voice of praise. And God, hey, listen, the, the Bible says he gives us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I just believe today that everyone in this altar is being covered with the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We bind every demon devil in hell that is trying to pull them under and today I thank you for the voice of praise for the song of the Lord. David said in Psalm 40, you lifted me up out of a horrible pit. You delivered me out of my pit. You have put a new song in my mouth. Even praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and trust the Lord. Thank you Jesus for the new song being birthed in every heart today. In the name of the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Now with these here that are in this altar responding to this moment, I want everyone just to out loud with their voice just say, Lord, I bless you and I thank you today. Everybody say, you're putting a new song in my mouth. Even praise to our God. I release the song of the Lord in my life. I release the song of the Lord in my life. I will sing a new song to the Lord. 
I will sing in the spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. And I thank you today that I'm built to bless in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I said, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I'm built to bless him. And with my whole heart, I will offer up the sacrifices of God and the praises of God in the sanctuary, in the secret place. Somebody say amen. I'm telling you, something's going on. Something's going on. Hey, if you'll just li- if you'll take those four things this week, you get aggressive. You get in the secret place in the morning. You get in the secret place. You know the first thing Jesus taught us to pray when He said pray. He didn't say, "Lord, I need this and need that." No. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Oh, I worship You and I magnify Your name. I bless the name of the Lord. I glorify your name. I'm built to bless. And I'm turning the tide on the, on the stinking thinking that's got a hold of me. And, and, the, and that nasty stuff been coming out of my mouth and cursing and doubting and fearing and fretting. I'm a blesser of God. Woo, glory to God. Amen. Yeah, it works. I know it works. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all are awesome. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming, sir. Thanks for coming. And, and, and obeying the voice of the Lord. Amen. Whew, let's give the Lord Jesus a great big God bless. You can go back to your seat. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm done. Hallelujah. Let me say as you go today, my wife is right. Be here Wednesday night for Connect. We're just going to worship and let the Spirit of God loose for a few weeks. Is that okay with you? Man, we had a pretty good crowd, but we need a bigger crowd to connect with God this Wednesday night. And tonight, ladies, don't forget. And, oh, I need this. Some, especially some of you ladies that are coming tonight. We need some more suitcases that are not, that, that, are, that you would consider potentially throwaway suitcases. So we can pack some of this stuff in there. And so if you've got a pretty good size throwaway suitcase that, that will make it through, we can wrap it up with plastic or something. But, uh, you know, if it'll hold stuff and be one of those pretty good size ones, uh, touch down with uh, my wife here uh, and just say, hey, I'll bring a suitcase or how can I get this suitcase, even if it's Wednesday night. So uh, we need a few more of those. Amen. Everybody love the Lord. Say amen. All you prayer teams got your email address if you're a person you're praying for. My email, I think, is in the bulletin, so you can email me. Then you better email me tell I'm pray- you're praying for me, okay? Uh, hey, God bless you all. Have a great day. We'll see you Wednesday night right here at Church on the Rock as we connect with God and worship. Amen.